0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> I, I laugh. It's funny that I do that, but it it I, I, I feel so much love for you. I just like to greet you that way. All right, let's start off with a prayer, so appropriate, so we always begin with a prayer or a blessing, and so appropriate, where our topic this week is a course of miracles and prayer. So let's take a breath, place our hand on our heart. And be so grateful to turn within, to take this moment, to be the two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love, for the purpose of healing, for the purpose of clarity, for the purpose of expansion, for the purpose of wholeness and healing. We gather together and we are grateful and thankful that everything we need is within us. We are grateful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and to allow ourselves to experience the fullness of love. We are grateful to lay on the holy altar fire of divine love any and all attachments that we have to playing small, to living in lack, to feeling separate and having doubts We are grateful to give away to the Holy Spirit for healing all shame, blame, regret, resentment, all negativity of any kind. And we are grateful to open our hearts to the love of God that shines within and around us. We live and move and have our being in a field of infinite love, And we are at the center of it. So we rejoice. We give thanks. So grateful. So thankful to recognize the truth of our being and to share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. (laughs) There is a Greek word called and it's herete h e r e t e i believe and it it's a greeting like aloha and it means rejoice isn't that wonderful i just love that yes so herete <laughs> herete maybe it's her- herete anyway i just found that out and i love it one of my best friends is Greek, and I'm learning new things all the time. And I've also had fun uh, watching the Durells of Corfu on uh, Amazon. It's a, I think it's a masterpiece theater, and it's available on Amazon. Anyway, it's, uh, I get to remember how much I love Greece, and then I will get to go there again. Yes, so we're talking about prayer this week, A Course in Miracles and Prayer. At the beginning of the text of A Course of Miracles, it has the 50 Miracle Principles, and one of them is about prayer. It's number 11, and I'm sure that's no accident, 11 being a, a master number, so a number of greater significance. Prayer is the medium of miracles, it says. It is a means of communication of the created with the creator. Through prayer, love is received, and through miracles, love is expressed. So, prayer is the medium of miracles. So, let's remember what A Course in Miracles calls a miracle. A a miracle is when we change our thinking. When we give up our attachments to egoic thinking and we align with truth, with the thoughts we think with God, the thoughts that are actually true. And medium is a word that means like the soil, the nutritious substance of the soil. And I love this because it, it it reminds me of what I learned when I was being trained as a prayer practitioner at Agape, so that was several years of classes and training, and so I got steeped in the teachings of Ernest Holmes, and Ernest Holmes teaches about the triune nature of God, the three-part nature of God, and that three-part nature is the infinite. Mind of God, so the creative aspect of God, and then the subjective mind of God, which is like the soil part the, the where you place your seeds, which are your thoughts, and then the experience in form, things being made manifest, and we can remember that form is thought, it is feeling. It is our experience in the human realm. So we can think of that medium. Prayer is the medium of miracles, that medium like that subjective mind that Ernest Holmes taught us about. That prayer is this place where we are consciously communing with our Creator. We're connecting with our Creator. And it, it as Jesus says, it is a means of communication of the created with the creator. Through prayer, love is received, and through miracles, love is expressed. So when we're praying, we're actually receiving the love of our creator. It's one of the reasons why prayer is so restorative, so healing, So nourishing to us. I'm 100% sure that, that learning so much about prayer as I did in my training at Agape, in all the practitioner training, working in the prayer ministry, and praying with so many people, and then going into the ministerial school, I've been offering daily prayer since spring of 2007, and so I've been doing that really every day, missed it a little bit here and there, but not much, not much. I don't think I've missed a day in, well, whatever, <laughs> many years. And for my publishing my daily prayer, there's a podcast by the way. You can get it if you go to jenniferhadley.com. You can find the prayer podcast there. And, uh, or I'm, I'm sure you can look wherever you get podcasts. It's called Prayer for Today. So, wherever you get a podcast, if you just put in my name, all the podcasts I have will come up there. So, when we're praying, it is like we are reaching up. And touching heaven and opening that gate of our heart chakra, our crown chakra, our very essence. We're opening up that gate to receive the flow of love. And through love, that's how miracles are expressed, or rather through miracles, love is expressed. So, remember, a miracle is that shift in consciousness. So, when we're willing to shift our consciousness and to let go of our attachments to what we think we see and what we think we like and all of this, when we're willing to let go of that, that's the miracle. So, the prayers that we offer are refreshing, they're restorative, they're renewing, because love is our true nature. So we are more receptive to love. We're opening up that floodgate of love, that Niagara Falls of love, when we connect in with prayer. And we don't need a a form, but one of the things that we do need to do is to... Offer up everything we think we need, everything we think we lack, all of these perceptions and projections, we do need to offer them up. That is the true prayer. That is the miracle right there when we are willing to release our attachments to all the things that we think we're needing, think we're craving, think we ought to have, we should have, we need to have. When we let go of all of that, then we are miracle-minded. And so, sitting down to pray, or of course, many times I'm praying while I'm cooking, I'm praying while I'm just doing whatever. Praying, praying, praying. And we can say, safely, that every thought is a prayer in the sense that everything that we're thinking is going to be made manifest in some way. If we're thinking thoughts that we're in agreement with, and they can be highly negative, self-destructive thoughts, but if we fully believe them, or even partially believe them, then they can seem to act like prayers, meaning that they can be then... uh, Witnessed as coming into demonstration, coming into manifestation. We can see it. We can feel it. And that becomes our teacher. So in this journey of discovering the power of prayer, there is this opportunity to become miracle-minded. There is this opportunity that's always available to us To move out of the past and revisiting the past and come into the present moment. And for me, that is one of the great benefits of prayer. Is that we turn away from the world. Even if we're still doing the laundry or whatever it is we're doing. Walking the dog while we're praying. We're still turning our mind away from the intrusiveness of the world, and we're communing with our Creator. We're connecting and communicating with our Creator. Now let's look at the Manual for Teachers, and it has uh, chapter 21, entitled, What is the Role of Words in Healing?, and talks about prayer in this chapter these chapters are so small in the manual for teachers sometimes people really neglect the manual for teachers but I love it it is far more concise it feels uh, just so much more accessible uh, less cryptic than the text although of course you know I love, the t- I love it all love it all Just lots of love. (laughs) What is the role of words in healing? Strictly speaking, words play no part at all in healing. The motivating factor is prayer or asking. What you ask for, you receive. But this refers to the prayer of the heart, not to the words you use In praying. Sometimes the words and the prayer are contradictory. Sometimes they agree. It does not matter. Interesting. God does not understand words, for they were made by separated minds to keep them in the illusion of separation. Words can be helpful, particularly for the beginner, in helping concentration and facilitating the exclusion, or at least the control, of extraneous thoughts. Let us not forget, however, the words are but symbols of symbols. They are thus twice removed from reality. So, words play no part at all in healing. The motivating factor is prayer, or asking, hmm... Hmm. So this is one of the key things that I've learned about prayer, is what are you asking for? What are you asking for? If we're asking to get something, we have forgotten that we already have. If we're asking to get something, we've forgotten that we already have. So instead of asking for... Anything like that, we're we're asking for help or support in letting go of our attachments, letting go of lack and limitation thinking. This is why prayer is so healing, it's so life-changing, is if we're asking for help in remembering the truth... If we're asking for help in aligning our will with God's will and forgetting the crazy, crazy notion that there is a separate will because there is not, let us let that go forever. Now, in the text, it says something that seems very contradictory to what I just shared from the manual for teachers. In chapter 9, section 2, which is entitled The Answer to Prayer, it begins with this. Everyone who ever tried to use prayer to ask for something has experienced what appears to be failure. This is not only true in connection with specific things that might be harmful, but also in connection with requests that are strictly in line with this course. The latter in particular might be incorrectly interpreted as proof that the Course does not mean what it says. You must remember, however, that the Course states, and repeatedly, that its purpose is the escape from fear. So let's, let's really look at this closely here. So anyone who ever tried to use prayer to ask for something has experienced what appears to be failure. Now, the thing here is, to ask for something something in this world something in this if we think something in this world is the answered prayer that's where we go wrong because there's nothing in this world that is the answered prayer because when we are praying for something it's because we have a belief in lack So our prayer needs to be to support us in letting go of things, letting go of the blocks to love, letting go of the unforgiveness and the resentments and the regrets and the hurt and the blame and the shame. Our prayer is to accept the good of God. Our prayer is to receive that which has already been given to us, to allow ourselves to fully accept it. This is what we pray about, and this is the way that I teach prayer in the Power of Love community, is this affirmative, receptive prayer, and what's wonderful is when we learn to pray this way, and it takes a minute to get the hang of it, to really get, what, what it's all about but once we do then so much healing happens and one of the things that people tell me always in masterful living is that they feel so empowered now because they have the power of prayer working for them every day and they now have a spiritual practice that they can take with them wherever they go And that it works and it it gives them not just healing but also confidence in their connection with spirit. Right? It's that communication with the creator. It's the communication which opens up that flow of love that is so profoundly healing. Now, so... Jesus is saying, if you're asking for something, for things, you're going to experience what appears to be failure. And that it's not just if we're asking for things that are harmful. For instance, many, many people have prayers that, oh, don't let him leave me, don't let him leave me, or please let me keep this job, keep this job. But. The highest and best for us is that we leave that job, or the highest and best for us is that we're not in that relationship anymore. And so we're often in this place of thinking we know what we want and thinking we know what's best for us, but we don't, and so we're praying for things that actually would be harmful to us, not helpful to us. It's such a common thing. Because we really do think we know what's best for us. I love that Jesus tells us in the Course, you don't even know what you want. So stop thinking you do. Stop it. And one of the best things I've learned in in terms of my prayer practice is to pray to be open and receptive to the highest and best. To be able to recognize it and to allow myself to have it, to experience it, and not reject it. Because haven't we all done a lot of that? Rejecting the very highest and best that that would be so helpful to us, we turn away from it because we don't like it in the moment. It doesn't seem like the answered prayer to us. There's so much wisdom that Jesus has for us in this topic of prayer. He says, let us, first of all, he's reminding us that the purpose of the course is escape from fear. And then he says, let us suppose then that what you ask of the Holy Spirit is what you really want, but you're still afraid of it. Should this be the case, your attainment of it would no longer be what you want. So let's, let's think of an example we say we'd like to be in a relationship, a partnership, but we're afraid of it. We're afraid of it because we, we've we had some rough relationship experiences in the past. So we'd like to, to break through all of that. And we'd like to really be in a loving, committed, fun, romantic, passionate, harmonious, prosperous Relationship, but we don't really know exactly how to get there because we haven't had it before. We've only had uh, difficult relationships, painful relationships. So we're still afraid of it. So here's where Jesus says, Should this be the case, your attainment of the thing that you're asking for would no longer be what you want. So we We think we want that relationship, but we actually don't want it. This is why, he says, certain forms, certain specific forms of healing are not achieved, even when the state of healing is. So, for instance, we could have a healing at the level of the mind that brought forth some kind of expression in the body or in the life that is showing up as the symptoms of a a, a thought pattern. We can have a healing in the thought pattern, but we still experience the symptoms. So, this is why certain specific forms of healing are not achieved, even when the state of healing is. An individual may ask for physical healing because he is fearful of bodily harm. At the same time, if he were healed physically, the threat to his thought system might be considerably more fearful to him than its physical expression. So, example. Um, I give this example of uh, someone who has got a physical issue and they're praying for healing and yet because of their physical issue they enjoy certain benefits. So people bring them food. People care about them. People extend love and compassion to them. Uh, They don't have to go to work at a job they didn't really like uh, with people they didn't really care for who didn't really like them. So when there are situations like that, the the thought is, I'm physically suffering. I would like the suffering to end. But underneath that, If that physical illness experience is over, then they have to go back and deal with all the other issues. And they don't want to. They don't want to. Or maybe they just have, they're going to be expected now to do things like go to parties and meet new people and pull their own weight and do all kinds of things that they don't. ...feel ready to do emotionally, mentally, you see? So we have the resistance to the very thing that we desire. And where the thing that we... ...getting the thing we desire is actually more fearful than managing with the the problem. Because we know what managing the problem is like already. Because we've been doing it for a while. This is so common. Oh my goodness, it is time for me to take a break. We're going to have to take this up after the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk and we're living the love. And I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. And we're back, just like that. Thanks for coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I am going to tell you right now that I have a few things coming up. Prayer Power classes start April 12th. So you can jump in and join that. It's a four class series. It's one that people really love and appreciate, and I'm inviting you to check it out. You can get all the details at jenniferhadley.com, and you can also text the word EVENTS to the number 53557. Text the word EVENTS to the number 53557. Similarly, if you'd ever like to get my free forgiveness workshop, How to Get Over It, and all the things that come with it, totally free, you can text the word FORGIVENESS to the number 53557. Same number, but text the word FORGIVENESS to 53557. I also would like to let you know that my Stop Playing Small Retreat is... Beginning on April 23rd, this is, it's the perfect thing for somebody who would like to jump start. Somebody who'd like to crack open and really get some quick healing and transformation done. To feel like, okay, spring cleaning, spring clearing, here we come, let's do this. Let's roll up our spiritual sleeves and... Take out the mental and emotional clutter and unblock the flow of love. So if you'd like to do that, uh, check out all the details at jenniferhadley.com for my Stop Playing Small Retreat. It's totally online, completely online now. And we've had so much fun doing it online. Also, right now, you can get $500 off my Finding Freedom Boot Camp. So if you've been thinking about doing the boot camp, It's going to start at the end of May. So you can do the Stop Playing Small retreat, make a bunch of friends there online, and carry it on through into Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp. Remember, fear is the only thing. The only thing we're working on here is the elimination of the root causes of fear. So let's work on it together. Makes such a difference. Oh my goodness. Life changing. And I'm also, by popular request, I'm finally offering a series in spiritual parenting. And that starts April 18th. You can sign up for the whole series of six sessions. Or you can just get one session at a time. We've got bonuses if you do sign up for the whole six sessions. So again, those details at jenniferhadley.com. Parenting with spirit. We've always got something going on. And yeah, we're a powerful, dynamic community and we love to heal. (laughs) So come and join us. It's wonderful. All right, so let's get back to prayer here and being focused on prayer. Oh, one more thing I need to tell you. With the Prayer Power class, just know it's module 1 of a four module series. So, cuz I don't really talk about the series if it's cuz it's really for people who took module 1. So, if you, I only really talk about the whole series with people who take module 1. So, Module 1 is Prayer Power. But we now have a prayer practitioner training and certification program in uh, the Power of Love Ministry. And that's very dynamic, very beautiful. And so if this topic interests you, consider taking Prayer Power. And you can always take Prayer Power and just get the replays. So if you can't join us live, you can just get the replays any time of the year prayer power is available for anyone. So going back here, uh, it's it's quite interesting what Jesus is saying to us. Many times people fall into a pit of despair because they feel their prayers aren't being answered because God doesn't really love them because there's something wrong with them, because they're bad and it confirms their view of themselves, their self-identity. This teaching about if you're afraid of the answered prayer, then you are going to reject it. It's not that the infinite creator won't give it to you because you don't deserve it, but if you're actually afraid of the changes it would bring in your life, you are going to reject it. You are going to be uh, blocking any awareness of the path to it. So he's saying here, this is why certain specific forms of healing are not achieved, even when the state of healing is. And An individual may ask for physical healing because he is fearful of bodily harm. At the same time, if he were healed physically, the threat to his thought system might be considerably more fearful to him than its physical expression. In this case, he is not really asking for release from fear, but for the removal of a symptom that he Himself selected. This is deep. So we're not asking for release from fear, but for removal of a symptom. And this I see over and over and over again. Myself included. Myself included. This is why I've talked about this many different ways, many different episodes of this podcast that we will reject the answered prayer because we are not ready to have that shift in consciousness. We are afraid of that shift in consciousness. But what we'd like is we'd like the removal of the symptom that is bothering us so much. So that symptom could be anything from experiencing poverty, it could be experiencing addiction, it could be experiencing physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, it could be anything. What I've learned is that the pain is always pushing us to a higher choice. It's pushing us to go back to spirit and surrender. And the vision of love, the vision of wholeness, the vision of beauty, the vision of truth, the vision of miracles, being miracle-minded, is always pulling us. So the pain is always pushing us and the vision is always pulling us. And we can shift, and this is one of our focuses in my ministry, is that we are moving from being focused on being pushed by the pain to being pulled by the vision. And so if you think about how many, many people, it is the, the pain, the devastation, the Embarrassment, the humiliation, the disruption that forces them to start doing things differently. So, what I encourage folks to do is to every day be in that place of surrender. Noticing every day, oh, I feel irritated now, oh, I feel frustrated now, oh, I feel overwhelmed now. I must not be thinking correctly. Let me surrender my attachment to thinking I do see correctly. And let me surrender my attachment to thinking I know what things are for. I do not know what anything is for. Let me choose the peace of God now and forever. And let me go to Jesus, to my creator, and simply say, I don't know what anything is for, but I would like to be guided to the highest and best choices for myself and my brothers and sisters. Because all are one. Show me the way. Show me the path. That's the asking that's a part of my everyday experience. How can I be more truly helpful to myself, to my brothers and sisters? Show me the way to release all the blocks to love. To recognize them, surrender them, and to no longer energize them or Be interested in them. How can I do this? Let me see the way. I have a grievance. I'd like to get rid of this grievance. Not just to end my suffering, but because this grieving hurts everyone. This grievance, rather, hurts everyone. So I'm interested in purifying my mind, clearing my mind, taking out the clutter and the trash, because it will benefit everyone. This is why I am here to be truly helpful and to represent the one who sent me. This past Sunday was Easter Sunday and I gave the talk at our Sundays with Spirit. We do a free Sunday celebration on Zoom every Sunday. You're welcome to come and join us. Details at (laughs) JenniferHadley.com And at the service I was talking about how We can't really step into the resurrection until we're willing to let go of believing that we're being crucified. We have to be willing to take a different view because what Jesus tells us in the Course is that all betrayal is self-betrayal. It's like all attack is self-attack. So how can that be? We're one with each other, so anytime we think someone has betrayed us, we need to realize we're part of a a system of consciousness that is united, and there is no other. There's the appearance of other, for sure, but in truth, no one has betrayed us, but when we see others as having betrayed us, we are betraying ourselves by viewing it that way. And, oh my goodness, did I spend a lot of time thinking people betrayed me. Oh my goodness, I did. Many, many years of my life and my time, energy, and attention focused on thinking I'd been betrayed, thinking that people had done me wrong. And it took me a long time to finally realize, oh, they did what they did in a moment, and it actually, now I can see, was helpful to me. Helpful learning, and also helped me to push away from my attachment to them and to what I thought was important when it really wasn't important. There was a lot of idolatry happening there with me making people and situations and um, places into false idols and letting all of that go has been a tremendous relief and healing for me. But back in the day, my prayers were not to let those things go, but to hold them close. And so I had to learn as I, everything I share is something that I've learned. (laughs) So much of it the hard way. And But to learn anything at all is a blessing. It is, it is, it is. I'm so clear that with this world in which we seem to dwell, that feels like hell at times, that we chose to come here. We chose this experience. We chose all of it because we chose to go on the ride. Just like someone would choose to watch a horror movie or ride a roller coaster. We chose it for the experience of it. To learn and grow through it. Because this human life experience is such an opportunity to grow and expand our consciousness. Yes. And the thing for us to learn is to open our hearts, open our minds to the power and the presence of love flowing in, through, and around us. And to pull our attention away from thinking that we don't have, that we're in lack, that something is wrong, that we've been betrayed. For myself, I betrayed myself repeatedly by going over and 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 over. The things that I thought were a betrayal to me. One thing happened one time, but in my mind it happened thousands of times because I went over it and over it and over it. So grateful to be able to let it go, to have that freedom, to have that healing. This is one of the reasons why I love A Course of Miracles and I love being in spiritual community and I love training spiritual teachers and counselors and prayer practitioners because when we rise up, the whole world rises. And when we keep our attention on what's most important, on what's most Happy making, then we experience so much benefit. I think one of the most wonderful things about Masterful Living and Finding Freedom, these programs, is people can come in and start working it. And depending on their level of interest and commitment and their time and whatnot, they can feel so much happier so quickly. Yes. It's one of the reasons why I'm working on this depression demolition program that I hope to launch in the middle of May. Working on it, doing the best I can, pulling it together for you. (laughs) So, letting go of asking for Jesus to take the fear away and praying for Jesus to help us live without fear like that... Instead, Jesus, help me release the causes of fear that are in my mind. I am willing to let them go. Now, you may start to notice, as I definitely did, that we actually intentionally frighten ourselves. What? Hey, people like to go to horror movies. They like to go to... All kinds of experiences where they are frightened, where it's scary. I love to ride a roller coaster. I do, I do. (laughs) And so in this world, people frighten themselves. Because let's face it, if you're really frightened and you're really worried and you're really concerned... It's going to limit your experience. It's going to limit your life. You're not going to try new things. You're not going to meet new people. You're not going to go for it because you're afraid. So then you don't fail at it because you don't try. You don't give it the old college try. Instead, you avoid it because you're afraid. Right? Haven't we all done that? I sure have. Now here's the great thing, if we are praying for things and we are afraid that we're not going to get them, and we're afraid that we will get them both, (laughs) because that's just how crazy we are when we're ego identified, no matter what, spirit knows the prayer of our heart, no matter what. And so, underneath what our words may be, words are but symbols of symbols, underneath that is the actual prayer of our heart. So, if we're praying, for instance, that someone doesn't die, and it doesn't seem like our answers, our prayers are being answered, our prayer on the surface is that it would perhaps perhaps it could be that we're praying that this person doesn't die because we don't want to live without them because we love them we need them we like them in our life but if we could see beyond time and space we might see that that person has a soul journey that needs to go elsewhere and we do too, because of course everything is perfectly aligned with everyone all the time. Anyone's good is everyone's good. So, our highest and best good might be that this person passes away and we go through the experience of grief and we go through the experience of letting go and. We learn multiple things through that experience. That could be the highest and best for us, but we don't know because we can't see through all directions of time and space. And why can't we see through all directions of time and space? Because we're not really willing to yet, because we're not willing to see in a way that we have compassion for everyone all the time. And we're not willing to give up our ideas of what we think is highest and best. So that's why we are not yet able to remember how to see through all directions of all space and time at all times. Now, going back to Chapter 21 in the Manual for Teachers, I'm going to start again. Strictly speaking, words play no part at all in healing. The motivating factor is prayer or asking. What you ask for, you receive. But this refers to the prayer of the heart, not to the words you use in praying. Sometimes the words and the prayer are contradictory. Sometimes they agree. It does not matter. God does not understand words, for they were made by separated minds to keep them in the illusion of separation. Words can be helpful, particularly for the beginner in helping concentration and facilitating the exclusion, or at least the control, of extraneous thoughts. Let us not forget, however, that words are but symbols of symbols. They are thus twice removed from reality." And so it goes on here to say the prayer of the heart does not really ask for concrete things. It always requests some kind of experience. The specific things asked for being the bringers of the desired experience in the opinion of the asker. The words then are symbols for the things they asked for, but the things themselves are But stand for the experiences that are hoped for. So when we're praying, we are praying to experience more peace, more love, more joy. Why pray for anything else? Let's surrender the thought that we need to figure out what the highest and best is, or even that we know. It takes tremendous humility to give up thinking that we know what's best for anyone, including ourselves. And being able to let that go brings so much freedom. Being able to stop trying to control everything because we think we know what's highest and best, that is such freedom that is such freedom and it always starts at the level of the mind people think that oh if i had more money i'd feel more free not true not true not true people think oh if i were more attractive i'd feel more free not true not true it's all at the level of the mind this is where everything starts so this is where we do our work This is where we do our work, at the level of the mind. So that's where we move out of just reading something or listening to something and actually doing the work. Yes. Wayne Dyer said, or quoted somebody else, I don't know, uh, that it's never crowded along the extra mile, and I have for sure found that to be true. It's easy to get people to just sit and listen, but take To inspire them and hold their hand while they're actually doing this work. That's a whole different thing. And it is glorious. It is glorious. There's nothing I'd rather do. Oh, let's take that prayer of our heart and surrender all the attachments to thinking things should be different or wishing things would be different and instead opening to receive the gifts of God and asking Jesus to take from our mind all limiting thoughts and beliefs and to help us to truly see our brothers and sisters are one with us and that it is our job to fully love them and to represent the one who sent us. Let's pray for that. Yes, yes, yes. I'd like to give a shout out to all the people who donate to this ministry. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to sign up for our Course in Miracles text messages. You can do that on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. For $1 one time, you can sign up for the text messages. But you can also set up a recurring tithe and support this ministry and all we're offering. All right. Let us pray, so grateful and thankful for the love that shines in our hearts eternally. The Christ is risen in our heart. We share the benefits with everyone, and we give thanks to let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen.